go out in front or has to do a speech, just think of yourself as a different character, different person. And just, it's not you up there. You're yeah. it's your alter ego, if you will. Um, but for me, it was one of those, I actually thrive being in front of people. Mm-hmm. So the more people I'm in front of, the more excited I get and the better performance I give, I kind of, I take their energy. I turn it into adrenaline somehow yeah. and we're off to the races. Um, as far as jumping in and doing it, uh, yeah, I, I guess I didn't think twice about it. I just said, Hey, we're going to do this and we're going to have some fun with it. Welcome to the land life podcast with your host, PJ Riley. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Land Life Podcast. My name is PJ Riley. Guys, if you're getting value from this podcast, and I say it every time, and I'm going to keep saying it, make sure you leave a like, subscribe, leave a comment. If you're on iTunes, Spotify, leave five stars every time. Do me a solid, leave five stars. Um, guys, if I don't keep getting good reviews, I won't keep getting good guests, like our guest today, Randy Andrews. And I'm not, this is totally different. So this is, our guest today is not, he's not in real estate. He doesn't have an e-commerce business. Um, he doesn't have, I don't know, he's not late, he's not building houses or or doing anything like that. This is completely different than I've ever had anybody on here. Uh, uh, Randy Andrews is a national touring comedy hypnotist. Randy, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, man. This is this is really cool. So uh never had anybody even remotely like you on this podcast and i'm sure you hear that all the time i'm nope, sure there's nope. not a, a ton of of guys in, in your space that are out there you know hitting up the podcast world um man so what you're you're in iowa right yep that's correct uh kind of north central iowa so small town iowa and you're on big shows right you you travel all over the country jumping onto big big stages and 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 doing stuff kind of give us a little let's get a background first yeah, that way yeah, we can definitely. we can we can talk about all the, the the cool stuff you're doing now. Give us a background on you, kind of what got you started, what got you to the point right now. Yeah, so uh, way back in the day when I, uh, when I was in high school, we had a comedy hypnotist come to our school. Uh, it was part motivational talk and then mostly hypnosis show. Uh, he came out, he performed for us three times at that school, and then I saw him at leadership conferences three other times. Uh, and I was hypnotized five of the six times I saw him. Uh, just by chance, the first two times was weird. I just, I was sitting in the audience. Next thing I know at the end of the show, people are clapping for me and I was on stage. Um, but anyway, so the, uh, we get going, I see him in college and uh, I was originally going to school to be a teacher. Uh, I was going to be an elementary teacher. thought, nah, it's not for me. Went to be a PE teacher. Uh, Cause I thought if I'm going to teach, I'm going to wear sweatpants all day and you know, live the dream. Uh, so I, I took a sports psychology class as part of that program. And one unit in the sports psychology class talked about, um, sports hypnosis and how athletes would use it to gain a competitive edge, help recover from, from, you know, their grueling seasons. And at that same time, we had that same hypnotist show up at my college and he did his show at the end of the semester, we had to write a paper on uh, any unit in this, in the, in the book. So I picked sports hypnosis. I reached out to him for a personal interview and what turned into what was supposed to be a quick 10 minute phone interview uh, turned into a four-hour face-to-face interview. I, I drove to his office, which was only 30 minutes from my college, and uh, he found out that I did theater and music. And say, if you ever want to learn more about you know sports hypnosis or just hypnosis in general, or if you want to go on the road, let me know. Uh, graduated from college, I kind of kept in touch with him, followed him a little bit, and then uh, 
I, I was talking with my wife and my, my mom and grandparents and I was joking around. We were watching old SNL uh, episodes with, you know, Matt Foley with Chris Farley. And I said, I'm going to be a motivational speaker and <laughs> live down by the river. And uh, they kind of laughed. Well, I thought, you know, that's not a bad idea. So I reached out to the this hypnotist and I said, Hey, if the offer is still on the table, I'd love to learn from you. Fast forward. I, I trained with him for six months. I went on the road with him off and on for six months. I was still working a full-time job. And then uh, I was doing it as a side hustle and what turned uh, from side hustle into a full-time career. Now uh, I went to launch it at the absolute worst time uh, right before the pandemic hit. I said, I'm full-time. I went to quit my job. I was working as a college admissions counselor and then the pandemic hit and all entertainment shut down. Yeah. So then I kind of worked part-time there, did a little stuff on the side for them virtually. Um, but I was actually one of four hypnotists touring the nation during the pandemic and putting on safe shows. We just, I did some virtual shows uh, for my office in Iowa. I did a, a full show with 30 people down in Texas, uh, in San Antonio, really? did another virtual show in North Carolina. Uh, which was weird. Those, those are more nerve wracking than the, the big stages. Yeah. yeah. How are you hypnotizing people on virtually? Oh, do, we do it every day. The, you pull your phone out, you, you go through TikTok, you're going to get, you know, put to a trance and from there it's just someone telling you what to do and to make it fun. Um, but really it's a, it was kind of one of those things where we had to make sure we had a, a good stable internet connection was my, uh, my priority. Cause if you lose, if I, if they lost me, then I lose them. And then they yeah. also lose them. And we don't know what's going to happen then, but then they never come out. Of <laughs> yeah. They're just going to be, it's, it's like a long nap until I can get out to their college. And, uh, no, it was, it was a lot of fun though. So what we did, um, basically we had a set group of, of individuals who would watch the induction process, which is when we go from, uh, the beta and alpha brainwave states into the theta brainwave state where suggestibility happens. And then from there, we switched the camera back over to the live audience that could watch it virtually that way people who are sitting at home watching it they couldn't go uh claim that they were hypnotized yeah. so it was a little bit different it was a little bit weird and we had people um we had the some workers at the colleges kind of stand by and hey if for some reason they're not coming out of it or if we say hey we need chair number four they're not in it pull them off then they would uh, okay. luckily we didn't have to kick anybody off and we didn't lose anybody and uh aren't still roaming around uh in a trance down in Texas and North Carolina. So you gotta go find people. <laughs> yeah. You have to GPS these guys if you're gonna do it virtually and <laughs> Just track air, them air down. On them and, yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're that that's it's all about the power of networking too. Like you yeah. literally saw a guy on stage, you're like, how can I get in touch with this guy? You know, you built a relationship with this dude and he taught you the business. Um, okay, he taught you the the nuts and bolts, and we can get in that in a second. Yeah. How are you? It's not normal for someone to jump up on stage in general and just talk, right? Just look, yep. think about your speech classes in high school or college. I mean, it's like a two minute speech and most people like can't do two minutes. I couldn't do two minutes back in, in high school and college. Um, how were you able to just like, all right, I'm not only going to jump up on stage, I'm going to do something almost no one's ever seen before and hypnotize people. And it's a hypnotist, a hypnotist comedy act too. So it's not just that. I mean, okay, go ahead. How did you, how did yeah. you do that? So it's, uh, let's see way back then. And back when I was in high school again, um, I went to a small high school, my graduate class was 29 kids in it. Wow. Uh, and if we wanted to put on theater productions that had males in it, we had to step up. So uh, I, I jumped into it then. And I, I kind of lost that whole stage fright thing. And it was really, for me, 
uh, and then this is kind of just general advice for anyone that's out there that wants to, uh, you know, go out in front or has to do a speech, just think of yourself as a different character, different person. And just, it's not you up there. You're, yeah. it's your alter ego, if you will. Um, but for me, it was one of those, I actually thrive being in front of people. Mm-hmm. So the more people I'm in front of, the more excited I get and the better performance I give. I kind of, I take their energy. I turn it into adrenaline somehow yeah. and we're off to the races. Um, as far as jumping in and doing it, uh, yeah, I, I guess I didn't think twice about it. I just said, Hey, we're going to do this and we're gonna have some fun with it. The, uh, the first show I ever did, uh, solo by myself for corporate was for a company based out of Chicago and they did, um, you, uh, like utility belts and conveyor belts. They're the manufacturers of them. And with hypnosis versus other forms of entertainment, um, we're, I'm a little bit different. You know, when people hear hypnosis, they go one of two ways. It's either tell me more. I'm really excited and intrigued or nope, that's not for me. You're going to mess with my brain and I'm done and they'll leave. Uh, so with, with this form of entertainment, you don't want to catch someone by surprise if you're performing for them. Well, I was unaware of that with this first show I did. And <laughs> I walk into this room. Uh, I was, I was maybe 27, 28 years old. And this, uh, this room was full of individuals. There's about 75, 80 of them whose average age was probably 60 to 65 years old. And the older we get, the more skeptical we become. And yeah. like, we're setting our ways at that point. And as soon as they said, we're going to have some entertainment tonight, but we're going to keep it a secret. And they looked at me and they winked. So I thought, okay, that's my cue. Don't say anything. <laughs> um, I jump in there and I take the stage and say, my name is Randy Andrews. I'm a, I'm going to be your entertainment tonight. I'm a professional comedian that does hypnosis work. And as soon as they heard hypnosis like that, they were gone. They turned their, they turned their backs like, no, we're, we're not paying attention. Um, so that was uh, that was a learning point for me. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't look at me. <laughs> yeah, you, um, can't, you can't read my thoughts. Yep. It happened actually one other time out in uh, New Jersey, too. Um, I had this, this really sweet lady out there. She was getting ready to retire. We had this awesome conversation during dinner. And they told me, if anybody says anything, tell them you're working for the company that you're a brand new hire. You're starting on Monday. I'm like, OK, I can do that. <laughs> and then as soon as I got on stage, she looks at me. She she got up in front of 150 people. He goes, Randy, you lied to me. We don't get to hang out on Monday. I go, no, I'm sorry. I mean, if the job offers on the table, we'll talk. So I kind of got the ball rolling there. But oh yeah, as far as God. as far as the comedy hypnosis stuff, it's it's one thing to get up there and give a speech. It's another thing to go up there and be a comedian and have your set and have everything laid out. With this, it's a little bit of planned stuff with a lot of improv work with actors who have never done acting and who quite frankly, don't want to be on stage in front of a group of people yeah. doing weird things like singing, dancing. You know. So it's, it's, it gets a little nerve wracking, but at the same time, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 It sounds like it. It sounds, I mean, honestly though, as far as like your very first time, you seem really relaxed because of the, the high school theater, but yeah. I mean, I can only imagine how nerve wracking it would have been. I, I mean, for me, it would be terrifying to yeah. be like, okay, you're going to not only jump on, you, you just learned a brand new skill. And now you're going to jump on it and perform it. Okay. So let's get into the skill part now. So yeah. you talk to this guy, are, you, are we allowed to say his name or is he like, yeah, is he actually, uh, yeah, we, it's uh, Jim wand. He was a legendary hypnotist. He's, he was in the business for 40 years. He actually just passed away back in August. Oh, okay. um, so his lifelong, he was a good friend of mine. And yeah, yeah he's uh he was an awesome trainer. Great. Yeah. Guy. Sounds like it. Okay. So Jim wand is our legendary trainer guy and, and he's explaining the nuts and bolts of, 
of this business and this industry? Like, what are they? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so like without giving away too many of your secrets, yeah. right? Like what, what did he teach you? What were you learning there? So the, uh, the initial part, um, to learn how to hypnotize someone, he said, it's, it's going to take maybe three to four hours of you studying and learning, you know, the induction process. And once mm-hmm. you're there and know what to look for, uh, then they're, pl- they're putty in your hands, be as creative as you want. He said, the hypnosis side is easy. The business side is hard. Mm-hmm. And so as far as the, the hypnosis stuff, you know, when, when we put someone into a trance, we knock them down into that theta brainwave state where the magic happens. He said, what you want to look for is uh, three telltale signs right off the bat. Uh, number one is complete relaxation. Like if I, if they lift their arm up and they drop it straight down, then they're there. Uh, if they have uh, diaphragmatic breathing, so deep breathing from their diaphragm, and it's kind of relaxed at a good pace, but it's also really deep, he said they're there. And the other one that is honestly, it's my go-to is uh, rapid eye movement. Kind of like when you go to sleep, you have that REM where your eyes flutter. It's nearly impossible to fake when you're uh, in a conscious state, when you're, um, when you're, I don't say hypnosis unconscious, it's an altered state of conscious, but like right now, if we, if we just sat here and we tried to flutter our eyes real fast, it's different than when you're relaxing, when you're sleeping, um, you see their eyes kind of roll back. So he said, look for those three signs. If they're there, perfect. If not do this, say this, act this way. Yeah. And aside from that, the, uh, the other big thing is confidence. He said, if you walk out on stage and you look nervous, then it's going to portray, it's going to, it's going to push out onto your audience and then they're going to be nervous and they come up on stage and those people are nervous and it's not going to be a good show. So he said, if you come out, you're confident and you know what you're doing, you know what you're saying, even if you don't know what you're doing or saying, but you're confident, they'll believe you. I said, Oh, okay. That's cool. So yeah. Then the business side of stuff, um, there's very, I mean, there's, there's agencies you can work for. Uh, they're, they're rather hard to get into and they've got all the, the big connections, but honestly, it's a lot of network marketing. It's a lot of word of mouth. There's a few organizations you can go to, but, um, there's conventions that I like to go to and perform at, um, which is kind of nice because you get paid to be there, but you also get paid to, you're also pushing your name out there. Sure. So, so let's say, so, so let's say somebody's brand new into the industry. Yep. Um, First of all, what is step one for them? Where do they need to begin? Step one, uh, if they're brand new, just starting out, is to learn everything they can about hypnosis and about comedy writing and about stage presence. Um, it's one of those things that people say it's you either, you either have stage presence or you don't. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's honestly, I think you can learn it. It's, it's, there's a learning curve there, obviously, but to, to be good at what you do, you want to know the basics, the background from start to finish. Um, you know, with I, my initial footing in was sports psychology mm-hmm. and that kind of, it was a rabbit hole. I went down, I read everything on sports psychology and then I learned more about the history of hypnosis. And then I went and I trained with this guy with Jim Wand. And from there we, we just branched off and he taught me, this is what you look for. This is psychology. Here's a psychologist to look into that utilize this. Here's some people who are doing the therapeutic side of things. Um, you know, it doesn't always have to be funny and comedy. We can, you know, make some life-changing uh, habits built within people. So yeah. there's a, so that'd be step one is to learn the ropes. And then step two would be to hone in on your marketing and figure out what your, what your best foot forward is going to be. For some people, it's uh, real old school. I'm going to pick up my phone. I'm going to cold call, uh, <laughs> which 
if, if anyone out there has ever been in sales, that's not fun. Uh, or, uh, you know, we're, we can send letters out and that's basically going fishing, seeing who's going to take your letter, uh, your postcard, who's going to call you back. Uh, or you could do like I did and get out there and be social with it. Let people see your face, let people get to know you network and just use connections that you have. Yeah. Do you ever contact people yourself? So like, are you online searching for all the big industries and like, let's say all the, the real estate uh, agent organizations, are you out there, you know, constantly emailing those guys, hitting hitting them up on Instagram, Facebook, all those kinds of things. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've done uh, LinkedIn's a big one. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that's where professionals go to network with professionals. So um, LinkedIn's a really good one because that way they can see like, yeah, I'm, you're a legit person. You're not yeah. just some social, you're not a bot on Facebook looking at <laughs> my profile. Um, or that <laughs> with being a, a hypnotist, you gotta be weird. You gotta be weary. Cause you don't want to be that weird guy that's stalking these people. Yeah. So, um, I yeah, so hypnotize I'm, you really bad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at your camera real quick. I'm watching you and sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to hire me. <laughs> uh, so, you know, so we don't do that, but yeah, I've done, uh, I've reached out to different industries. Um, if I say that there's a conference coming up, um, you know, one of the big ones is I pay attention to venues and to event planners Okay. and I'll say, Hey, I, I noticed that you have this agriculture conference coming up and you're looking for entertainment or you might have some entertainment. Could I possibly throw my hat in the ring? And if they say no, I, I just, I politely say, oh, I appreciate it. Great. Great. Again, good luck with your conference. And if you're interested next year, let me know. Um, but you know, with the big one, Fairs and festivals are, they're a great way to, for me to get out there. I can go out to a county fair or, um, or a state fair or a, a city festival that's going on and throw my hat out there, say, Hey, here's who I am. Here's what I do. I'm going to throw you a discount just for marketing purposes. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, those are long, grueling days. You know, usually, you know, we see we've got theaters that are nice and air conditioned and, you know, it's climate controlled and volunteers and audience members are comfortable. When you go to a, a county fair out in the middle of nowhere, and there's yeah. heat beating down on you. It's not always the best, the best volunteers we get. They're sometimes cranky, sometimes hungry, sometimes in a food coma from uh, okay. Yep. Sometimes <laughs> drunk. Um, yeah. So there's, there's those, those ways we reach out to people, but um you know, it's, it's trying to get into the, co- the, the conferences, conventions and reaching out that way. Um, corporate, corporate holiday parties are a big one. Um, there's a few other, a few other websites that I keep up my sleeve that if I have to reach out to someone in a professional way, that there's ways they can find me and, um, through, you know, the gig masters, the bash gig salad. So there's ways that way. Um, but yeah, otherwise I've done some cold calling, uh, colleges, high schools, especially like, Hey, I know, uh, you have national FFA week coming up. If you're interested, I'm your guy. Yeah. Okay. So FFA is a big one. I saw you on a, uh, uh <laughs> a video out there too. Um, yeah. like it, it seems like that's like a, that's a, one of the big markets for you. Yeah. Uh, so I got lucky, um, I, or blessed, however we want to look at it. So if you don't know if FFA is it's future yeah. farmers of America. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Well, Kind of that, that's what they used to be. Um, I made Uh-oh. that mistake when I first talked to them. Yeah. Uh, I guess they, they changed it from future farmers of America. I think it was back in like 1990. They, I'm right there with it. <laughs> they, so they dropped it and they just call themselves the FFA now because they're looking at expanding beyond just your traditional agriculture. 
mm-hmm. you know, they're looking at, Hey, we can, you can market for farmers. You can do rooftop gardens, some urban farming. Like wow. uh, I've learned a lot over the last few years, but yeah, this That's last year, a lot um, different than I thought. Oh, well, it's, it's completely changed in a, in a good way. Yeah. So this last year, actually, I was the headliner for the national FFA convention as the main nice. hit for it. Um, I was going up against the world's toughest rodeo uh, for, we had, I did three shows and world's toughest rodeo had five, I believe. Um, and then there was, I think three or four big name country artists that were doing concerts out there. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it, but I've done some state conventions for the FFA organizations. I've done the national convention and uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those good ones to sink your teeth into and have some fun with. And that's awesome. So how often are you travel? How often are you on the road then for this? So I do about a uh, hundred plus shows a year. Wow. Uh, is what I'm looking at. Yeah. Is what I'm looking at now. Wow. Um, that is a lot more than I would have expected. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. That's awesome though. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, what I try to do is uh, I try to route shows, so that way if I'm on the road, say, you know, I did this uh, small, I I call them week long tours. What I is how I look at it is, so I went out to uh, Tennessee Tech University, mm-hmm. and I did that show, and then I went down on that same leg. I did Birmingham, Alabama, and I did Chicago. So for that week, I was kind of I hit the south, I shot back north, and I drove home, and then the next week I did three shows in Iowa, one in Illinois and one in Indiana. Okay. Okay. And so you're traveling, I mean, a hundred shows a year. That's, that's a lot. How how often are you doing more than one show in a day? Um, it's it's actually, it's it's fairly rare to do more than one show in a day. Um, I've done it. I've done, um, after proms, which is a big one. That's when, uh, all the students get go to prom, they get locked in the dorm or in in their, uh, in the gymnasium or school. Um, I've done three proms in one night and that was exhausting because it's an hour show, 15 minute drive across town, another hour show, 15 minutes across town, another hour show. So that's exhausting. That's kind of nice to get it all knocked out in one, one little town, man. That's crazy. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, there's some schools where I'll I'll do a a school's high school assembly during the morning. Mm -hmm. And then after lunch at the end of the day, I'll do another high school assembly. And then if I'm in that area and there's a college or a corporation that's uh, wants me, then I can go on that night and do another show. So I mean, you can space out, you do up to three, four shows a day. Um, I've done a fair once where we did five shows in one day, wow. that, <laughs> five shows in one day in the hot, I think outdoors. It was Yikes. 98 degrees. We were under a tent. So we had a little bit of shading, but there's no air circulation. It was just, ugh, it was exhausting. Wow. That's insane. Five in one day. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I could do the outdoors ones, man. I like the, the background you have right now. That yeah. looks comfortable. Pretty cool. Yep. Nice and air conditioned and stuff and, and heated in the winter. I, I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Those, I'll those do. are the fun shows. It's <laughs> yeah, I mean, I cool everything. volunteers can come in, the audience sits down, nice, comfortable seats. And those yeah. are the nice ones to sit into. So, I mean, I'll have to ask because I know there'll be somebody thinking I want to speak right? There's a yep. lot of people out there that want to speak. I think it's like a, um, especially if you go on like social media, you'll teach uh, people teaching people how to speak on stages, right? Go out right. there and be a life coach and, um, you know, teach people how to live a better life kind of deal. Uh, yep. There's so many of those guys out there, right? So right. I can, see, I can see somebody's gears turning that is kind of on that path. They're yep. like, Whoa, I could, what if I could learn how to do this? It's kind of the same the idea, you know, I'm preparing my mind to be on a stage. 
uh, I just, I have to learn obviously the, the, how many years of learning this skill right. now, as far as income, like, is this a, 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 a profession where you're, you're making some real money here. You can make yep. some, some really decent money is, is how does that look? Yeah. As far as income, you don't goes, give me numbers. Exactly. But I'm just yeah. saying. Uh, as far as income goes, yeah, obviously starting out, um, starting out, it's, it's, it'd be a side hustle. You, obviously, mm-hmm. If you're just getting into it, if you've never spoken on a stage before, if you've never been in front of a large group of people, um, work it as a side hustle. And you know, if you have some vacation days, take a vacation day, go out, give a speech over you know on a Friday night, take that Friday off of work, prepare yourself, and go. Um, but yeah, you, if on the speaking side of things, you're looking anywhere from 500 on the extremely low end for a speech upwards of $5,000, $7,500. And that's for a one hour talk wow. um, for doing the, the stage hypnosis stuff, depending on what you're getting into. If it's the high school market there, your school market, they're going to be a little bit lower uh, because, you know, budget concern or budget uh, crunches. Sure. Uh, you know, we don't take money away from schools by any means. So <laughs> those are looking at, I'm a, thousand dollars to 3500 and again it's for 45 minutes to an hour of your time yeah. so there's some and, and then it goes up from there with corporate um i know of a gentleman who did a uh, corporate gig for a large agricultural company and he got paid uh 12 five twelve thousand five hundred dollars for 45 wow. yeah. no kidding and if you're doing how long have you been doing this for uh, i've been full-time now for about five years and i was working working a full-time job and basically doing full-time hours with this for the past 10 years uh, on top of that. So 15 total. Wow. So five on its, on its own though, five, just yeah. doing running. This is the full-time gig and it took yep. you five years to work up to a hundred shows a year. Yep. I mean, even on the low end at $500 per show, I mean, you can make some pretty good money if you, if you yep. keep going with this thing. Yep. yep. Yeah. This is no joke. This is a, uh, I, I don't want to build your competition, and, and try to and find people <laughs> that are doing what you're doing. But I mean, right. it sounds really cool. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's a blast. And it's, I always say, I want to find a, I don't want to find a job. I want to find a career and every place I'd go, I'd start working. And it's like, ah, this, it's not for me. It's not a career. This is a career. This is something that, that I found. I love doing it. I love being in front of people. The, uh, the adrenaline's a lot. Yeah. When, when you're on stage and you have people cheering for you before you walk out, it, it's unreal. Um, the national FFP, convention i had 3500 individuals in that crowd wow and we did uh the pre-show uh i, I got a little ballsy with it um <laughs> we did uh i played a little we will rocky beforehand so i had them everyone stomping and clapping i came up from the middle aisle i ran down as high five like wrestling man yeah that's awesome I get up on stage i um i sang a little along with it a little bit and i said you know i've always wanted to do this you guys just kind of entertain me a little bit but freddie mercury he was an icon he's an idol to me he did the show at wembley stadium just repeat after me and i did his uh the ao and they were echoing back and forth i was like oh this is a life this is that's this crazy. is fun yeah that sounds good and and i can imagine i, I don't know if you can keep doing a hundred shows every year even in you know into your no. 60s or because this sounds like you could definitely do it for a while but um i mean if you're if the dollar amount goes up the sh- as, as the notoriety builds and, you know, obviously the number of shows will have to go down. I can't imagine doing a hundred yeah. shows at 60 years old, but. So there's a, so Jim Wan that I was working with, um, he was upper sixties and he was still doing just shy of a hundred shows a year. 
at his at his peak um he told me and he said he got a little burnt out with it but he was doing over 200 shows a year um he was also a partial owner of a comedy club in vegas and he had his entourage and this is before um before sound equipment was super light super compact and so punched a big you know put out a big punch um he had a a driver for him that would uh just drive him from venue to venue he had a pilot he had himself and he had a sound guy and he had a private plane that he would fly from gig to gig and he said he would have kept it up if fuel costs weren't weren't astronomical yeah randy who's your do you have a jet does randy have the i'm working on it (laughs) okay i want to see a jet with your name on it next i I, I could do a little photoshop work for you and send it (laughs) build one on canva you standing in front of your jet with your with your name on it that's me again (laughs) <laughs> yeah. no i it's, when i was talking with uh so i talked with my wife about it and i've got a, a family man too and he um so my wife and i we were talking about you know how big do we want do we want to just kind of stay local do we want to work the pipeline states in the midwest and i said honestly my goal is to be one of if not the youngest stage hypnotist comedy hypnotist that hits absolutely every state in the country um, and i said i'm gonna throw in puerto rico too because why not i'd like to go down there yeah um when I was out at the FFA convention, uh, I talked with the delegates and the advisors for the Hawaii delegates. And, you know, I don't want to jinx anything, but there's a possibility of me traveling to Hawaii to do a hypnosis show with my wife and my kids and doing that out here uh, in the spring. That's awesome. Working on that still. But yeah, my goal is to travel around, um, but also be economic and be smart about it because, you know, it is still a business and, I can pay myself as much as I want, but I also can make sure I cover my expenses. So uh, actually I drive quite a bit because one of the big things with this industry is if you don't show up, you don't perform. If you don't perform, you don't get paid. And yeah. if you don't get paid, the audience doesn't like you anymore. And I like to be <laughs> crazy how that works. It's weird. I like <laughs> to be liked. So rather than flying from place to place, I actually drove and uh, got found a bunch of podcasts and uh, podcasts and some new music, opened my doors and nice. uh, yeah. So it's, I, I kind of take it as a little vacation. There's a lot to see in the U S. So when I'm out traveling, I, I had a day overstay in Memphis, uh, mm-hmm. Tennessee. Um, I went to the pyramid there. Uh, okay. didn't realize it was a bass pro shop till I got there, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a nice bass pro shop. Um, but yeah, I, I toured around Memphis. I did the, the Graceland experience. I went and saw Elvis's planes and, um, then I went down to Beale street and I took nightlife. Oh yeah. And it was, it was, it's nice to get out there and see not only what the big cities have, but also what these small towns have. You know, if I go out and I perform in a town that there's 1500 people in it, I try to eat local. I yes. find a mom and pop restaurant and I, I learn more about, about their city, their town, their culture, what they're into and what makes their towns tick, which is nice. Yeah. It's very smart too, because a lot of times they'll bring you back. You know, if you're, if you're eating dinner at the main diner in town, um, you know, you're, you're getting your name out there a little bit more too, even if you're in passing through, you know, I, I do the exact same thing. If I'm driving around, uh, you know, smaller town areas, I'll try to go to whatever the local place is and get to know whoever owns it or the, maybe the, the waiters, the servers, you know, um, and it, it just builds a solid rapport with people that you wouldn't have talked to otherwise. They're probably not the people you're going to meet on Instagram or, right. you know what I mean, or YouTube or anything like that. They're not the people watching that, but they are people and they're, they're going to keep your name going uh, more and more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and for me, it's one of those things that the more people we can network, the more people we talk to, just in general. You know, not even to promote yourself. It's just 
I think as, as a culture, as, as, as humans, we've kind of lost touch with that, you know, with the advances in technology, we're more apt to hop on our cell phone to hold a conversation. And if you can go into a restaurant, you can spark up a conversation with the waitress about, Oh, Hey, why are you in town? I'm a hypnotist that can then turn into which, and it has happened to me, the people behind me, the people next to me, and they start asking questions and they get to realize, Oh, you're just a normal person. You don't have magic or, they really dive deep into their burgers and they don't make eye contact. <laughs> you need to start showing up wearing like a cape, like, uh, <laughs> you know, like some big hat, big crazy hat. Yep. And, you know, and that's how you walk around everywhere. Yep. You know, you don't, you don't leave the house without your cape on. And so uh, I will tell you, I, I started getting to uh, some card magic and some, some mentalism stuff, you know, just kind of branch out, but uh, also to kind of entertain myself while I'm sitting in the hotel room, like, always want to be learning something different yeah and i was sitting on a flight i was going from albuquerque new mexico to dallas and it was uh there's three seats there was myself by the window an empty seat and this other guy next to me and uh i pulled out a deck of cards it was an hour 15 hour and a half flight and i'm I'm just working on some weird magic you know trying to find cards in a deck and i see him he's kind of looking over at me he looks back (laughs) goes back to his drink goes back to his phone he looks back we get off the plane and he said, he goes, I, I, I got to ask, um, are you, are you a card shark? Are you, are you going to, to Vegas to, to gamble? I go, no, 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 no. I'm a, I'm a hypnotist. He goes, Oh, okay. I said, I'm just, I'm trying to learn some new magic tricks just for fun. He goes, Oh, okay. And then he, I've, I've never seen, seen a man bolt so fast. He grabbed his luggage and he was gone. Really? Well, I talked to the person next to that was sitting across the aisle from him. They said he's retired Air Force, and the Air Force is one of the few military branches that will not allow their their soldiers or their uh, um, their members to be hypnotized because they think it'll mess with their precognition, their brain waves. That's what the, that's what he told me anyway. So, wow. and this guy, he was retired. I think he was probably pushing sixty. Yeah, but yeah, he was just wondering if I was a, a card shark. I said nope, nope. Just I was trying not to drop all the cards everywhere. <laughs> At 60, though, I'm not sure the U.S. Air Force really needs his services <laughs> to do anything at this point. <laughs> I think he'll be fine if he, you know, met a hypnotist, did a few card tricks maybe or something like that. I'll be fine. Yep. Yeah, you, I would yeah. hope so. Yeah. So, so I, I want to ask you about um, yeah. social media, though, as well. Uh, how, how much does that play into your, uh, in, into your, I guess, marketing for yourself? Sure. So with social media, I try to push out... Um, you know, anytime I'm on stage, I tell individuals, uh, the audience, I say, Hey, throughout the show, take pictures, take videos, do whatever you want to, uh, except for during the induction, because we don't want you hypnotizing your friends later on. Uh, <laughs> but take as many pictures and videos as you want, and then tag me in them. And I've got uh, roll up banners on the sides of the stage that I put out. And, uh, then when I'm done after the show, uh, I take the corporation, the, the school that I'm at and all my posts that I do saying, Hey, thanks for having me coming out. I had a blast show a few uh, pictures and videos. So social media for me, it's, it's, it plays a little bit. Uh, there's, I've got a lot, I've got a lot of pre-made posts that are getting ready to push out at the new, uh, the start of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a few marketing classes, some online master classes on it and, uh, got some good stuff coming out. I do know there's another, uh, hypnotist that's out there. Uh, he actually, he blew up big because of social media. Uh, he started off, um, really just jumped into a couple of uh, Facebook groups and he would post full shows that he was doing. And he was fairly young, fairly green. 
And he would post a full show, said, hey, rip me apart. Tell me exactly what I did wrong. Tell me what I did right and help me out. And he was asking these guys who have been in the business for 20, 30, 40 years. And they were brutal with it. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, they see this young kid who wants to break in and take their steal their thunder. Yeah. Um, but he took their advice. And then it was about the same time that TikTok made it big. And oh, good timing. Yeah, yeah. So he started doing a few things on TikTok. Um, some just some mindset stuff. He posted a few hypnosis videos. And then he went down and hypnotized a few TikTok influencers. And oh. Currently, he is sitting at 4.3 million followers on wow. TikTok, and that's that's his marketing. He he got picked up by an agency, so they feed him some shows. But other than that, all he has to do is say, "Hey, you have TikTok?" They said, "No, yeah." Look for Zach, and then they pull that up, and they see everywhere. He's everywhere. Wow. Yeah, that's really smart, though. I mean, that's obviously good timing, oh, yeah. but it's also incredibly smart. Not only yeah. to take the guy the advice of the more seasoned people but also to jump on social media and it's not it is somewhat nerve-wracking it's kind of like being on stage you know you're putting yourself out there you're going it's in the world of social media right now you're going to get oh this guy's this he's that he's terrible you know um and it's just that's just how it goes you can do anything i buy and sell dirt and people attack me all every single day (laughs) of the week i'm like guys i sell dirt i mean there's it's not that exciting. It's that's, that's all there is to it. So I can only imagine if you're doing something big on stage in front of people that yep. you're going to attract, you know, some negative uh, uh, people too. So I, that's really impressive that you jumped on there. He's like, ah, screw it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's worst case scenario. They don't help me out or they just rip me apart. And he was confident enough in his, in himself and his abilities that he just kept doing it. And yeah. I, I want to say he had five or six full length shows and in our, in my industry, if you have some gold nuggets in your show, you want to keep those hidden. You don't want to show them because yeah. steal them. Take, exactly. Someone's going to take your ideas. They're going to run with them and then they could do it better than you. And now you look like you're the copier, but he didn't care. He said, I'm going to do this. And he <laughs> did. And he's been successful with it. Um, super nice guy, by the way, he's, he's one of the, one of the new big up and comers that he, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he likes. He knows what he's about. And, uh, and I, I applaud him for it. It's, it's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Randy, when's your next show? Which When's the next, like, uh, I guess you go on a lot of shows. So, like, when do you leave town again? Friday night. Okay. And where's it at? Uh, that one is in Fort Dodge, Iowa. So, it's only a 20-minute drive for me. Uh, but it's for a, a holiday party for a trucking in, uh, trucking company. Okay. So, get some blue-collar comedy mixed in there. That's and then awesome. I got another one on Saturday in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, it's for a large car dealership out there. I uh, should have, I think they said the audience is about 400 to 500 individuals. That's a lot of people to perform in front of. Yeah. Yep. And they're, uh, they said, well, well let's, let's keep it fairly clean. So I'll, I'll go from blue collar tiptoe that PG 13 rated R line to yeah. let's, uh, let's, let's make Disney look dirty. So, <laughs> <laughs> be as clean as we can. But no, it's, That's funny. I got those two. And then uh, I actually, I've got one other show for this year and then uh, get a two week break. Unless someone okay. calls knocking and says, Hey, can you come hypnotize us? Yeah, start of the year because this podcast will come out probably late December. Okay. So start of the year, where can people see you? So start of the year, um, I've got a three-day tour in Nebraska. Um, I got a couple shows in Chicago in February. I've got another show in Iowa in February. And that's uh, pretty much all that's on the docket right now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that's uh, going on behind the scenes as far as trying to get contracts signed and you know people are using up their vacation days before they lose them. 
So, so as of now, that's where we're at. Um, there is a possibility of me being out in Los Angeles and San Diego. Um, again, just waiting on those contracts. Um, yeah. yeah. So right now that's where, that's where we're at. And then, uh, then prom season hits and, uh, I've got over the course of 10, uh, six weeks, I've got 10 proms booked up so far. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. Um, if you ever come to Colorado, let us know too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. There's, uh, I, I think we were talking a little bit earlier and, uh, I performed out at Regis. So I'll make yeah, that phone call and see how that's looking there. And if yeah, not, be cool. I got some connections out in Colorado. We can uh, maybe four wall a show. We can just do it at a comedy club or a venue and maybe dinner and a show, have some fun with it. That would be awesome, man. Yeah. Definitely let us know if you're going to do that. Cause I'd love to come see this show. This sounds really cool. All right, Randy, how can people get hold of you? Uh, so if you go on any social media handle, it's at our Andrews live, uh, with no spaces, no underscores, no dashes, just none of that fun business. Um, or you can look up uh, randyandrewslive.com. It's my website. Um, or just Randy Andrews Hypnotist. There's, I'm the one and only out there. Um, really there's a few, few social media tags with the singing hypnotist. It's one of the little gimmick that I threw in there because I got bored pre-show and I started singing and people liked it. So, um, but yeah. The singing hypnotist now. Yep. Yep. Just yeah, throw whatever I can. But uh, randyandrewslive.com or at Live on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, YouTube's coming. It's, uh, okay. I think I've got that uh, at Rangers Live, our Andrews Live there too. So, got to get those shorts out. Those YouTube yep. shorts, those are the ways to go, man. I didn't, that's what I'm, that's what I'm dropped the ball and was for a long time. And then, but everyone's like, no, you're doing it all wrong. It's <laughs> shorts. YouTube shorts, TikTok, and uh, Instagram reels. Those are, that's the money makers right now. That's how people find you. Yeah. Yeah. The, the attention span's super short. So, you got to go to TikTok. Yep. And, and do like a 10 second, 15 second deal. And then they'll be like, wait a minute, where's this guy? At? And then they go to YouTube and it gets a little bit longer and they go to this next. Yeah, yep. It's, it's a rabble. Now, I, I was at a, on, earlier this year, I was traveling and hit a lot of airports and I got that. It was part of that weird uh, Shrek dancing in the sky trend that was going around on TikTok. <laughs> and I was getting some weird looks that uh, I was filming behind airplanes and just kind of popping my phone up and it, they'd see Shrek on my phone popping, dancing behind the airplane and, <laughs> So I started, I started some conversations in airports there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But that trend died down. I was getting a little weird for myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So yeah, Randy, are we missing anything? What are we missing here that we didn't ask? Oh, that's a good question. Um, honestly, I think we covered kind of the gist of it. I mean, obviously, so I'm, I'm an open book. So if anybody is out there listening, they want to know more about hypnosis or comedy. Um, I actually, from the FFA convention, I had this girl, uh, she found me on, on Instagram and she started sending me some, uh, some messages saying, Hey, I was at your show. I'm writing a research paper in psychology Uh and I love hypnosis. Can you help me out? I go, what do you need to know? The student becomes the teacher. So so her and I, we actually, we, (laughs) we, uh, went back and forth in uh, messages. Um, and then we did a little zoom call with her and, I showed her, hey, here's some good research to find. I'm not going to write your paper for you. I'm not going to do your slides for you. But I said, you can use me as a, as a resource for you. But, That's awesome. But yeah, so out there, if anybody wants to know more about hypnosis, motivational speaking, public speaking, marketing as service business, um, that's all I know. So yeah. uh, feel free to reach out, hit me up. I'm an open book. Um, you know, Knowledge is power and I'm here to share it with everybody. So I don't charge. I just, I like talking to people. That's so, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And go out and see Randy's show. 
Yeah, come have some fun. If you want to get hypnotized, jump on stage. I'm going to be the guy in the back. <laughs> I'm not coming up front. I'll be. I'll watch the first couple shows, then I'll get out there. You'd be surprised. I did a show this last year. I had uh, four football players at a college. They were sitting in the far back, and they were too. They were too cool. They didn't want to come up. They're like, oh, "This is bogus." Coach is making me come. Yeah. And uh, one of the guys before the show started, uh, he saw me. He goes, "Hey, this is fake. It's not real." I go, "Oh, it's real." He goes, "Nah." Well, he he got hypnotized in the audience. I brought him up on stage, and at the end of the show, um, I did this little thing. I said, "Hey, if, if you didn't think hypnosis is real, I'm a man of my word." I said, go ahead and shake my hand right here. I said, it's, it's not real. He goes, nope, mind over matter. Not real. It's fake. And we'll shake my hand. And I said, look at my thumb and sleep. And I shook his hand and he dropped to the ground just like that. No way. And the audiences, they were all laughing. The volunteers behind me, they didn't know about it. They were still, they were in a awakened state. I heard one of them go, is he dead? Did you kill him? And they, someone next said, no, no, he's breathing. He's good. So that's, that's awesome. A, that clip's actually going to get posted up on uh, online here before too much longer. So yeah, I, I, I want to see the link to that. I, I yeah. definitely want to see that one. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, come out and see me if if uh, I'm gonna I'll post my my tour schedules coming up here. If I'm in your area, hit me up. Uh, we can meet beforehand. We talk. We can get you out to the show. Make you part of the show. I have a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, Randy. Here's the big question. Yep. Here's the big question. This is the big one here. We are a land life. I buy and sell vacant land, dirt and trees. That's it. Yep. Uh, if you could buy land anywhere in the whole world, where would it be and why? All right. So put a little thought on this one. All right. Um, good. There's, uh, th- there's two schools of thought with this. One is uh, mon- monetization. You know, we can make some money off of it. So if, if we go that route, I would say probably... Oh, central Iowa, because the uh, the dirt there is super fertile, good for growing a bunch of different crops. Um, if I'm being selfish for myself and I want to build a house, just kind of retire and live live the best life I can. Um, I'm going to say I'm a big fan of the South. I, I'm not a huge snow and winter fan. So I'm going to have to say probably, I'm going to say Texas. Like we'll go like the Dallas, Fort Worth, that general vicinity there. Yeah kind of up towards the northern part um, to uh, that, that's where I'd like if I bought land to build a house to retire and just kind of live it out I think I'd go there just because it's it's nice it but is, if yeah. but uh, if if my wife is uh, listening and she, it, then it'd be Iowa because that's where she's from and I can't oh, okay her, I can't uproot her from her family so, so we're, we, you're going to Iowa that's what you mean yeah yeah, yeah so, that, so you ain't going to Dallas Fort Worth you're going to no, Iowa. no no so basically I'm gonna I'm gonna dream about buying land and dirt but and, central Iowa yeah. it is but I'm in Iowa so <laughs> yeah. that's awesome that's so cool Randy thank you so much man I really appreciate it that's a um, I've never talked to anybody like that <laughs> and hopefully too like uh I mean I'm in pretty good sized networking groups hopefully somebody's watching this and they're like oh man, we do a lot of like uh, shows and uh, not shows, but uh, events, I guess, where there's speakers and, you know, all things like that. That'd be really cool to see you up there. Yeah. Um, I, I do a lot of uh, fundraising, uh, fundraising with groups too. So like, if there's uh, like a, someone out there that's working with a relay for life group, uh, mm-hmm. I'm big with them. I come out, I give a huge discount on the show. I donate most of that back to the organization because we're helping people out. So yeah, really anybody, yeah. if they want to see a show, and <laughs> we got one for you. <laughs> now, can you hypnotize people? You said a relay. Are we talking running relay? 
So uh, Relay for Life, it's a cancer organization. Um, they basically raise funds to help with uh, with cancer research. And um, so I've, I've done several of those. I've done some for uh, like the Ronald McDonald House um, mm-hmm. and then for uh, just different charities that are out there. But yeah, they for the Relay for Life, they do uh, some some hardcore walk in there. Walk more. Okay. Several now, could you laps. hypnotize somebody to win? You could hypnotize somebody to be I like the best someone possible to... walker. I can make them think that they won at the end of it. Um, I have hypnotized, <laughs> I, uh, I hypnotized a kid. He was about five, 10, five, 11, yeah. um, to give it his all. And I said, it, I said, who's your favorite basketball player of all time? And he said, Michael Jordan. That's, that's who he knows. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I said, uh, I, I took him down, hypnotized him. I said, we're going to make sure that you, when you come up out of this, you're going to be Michael Jordan and have all his abilities. I said, kind of like space jam. And I said, you're gonna be able to dunk a basketball. And this guy, he could barely get net. And yeah. he got up there. His hand was too small to hold on to the ball, but he got up there. He hit the rim with it, and then he he grabbed onto the rim and pulled it down. No way. So, yeah. So when you're hypnotized, mind you get, power right there, man. Hundred percent of your mind right there. That's crazy. That's so cool. Yeah. Help me how to yeah. dunk too. Help me. Yeah, I, yeah, we can do that. Do a clinic. <laughs> Yo, got a lot of work to do, man. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, thank you so much, guys. Uh, no well, next time I'll see you on Land Life. <laughs>